Well, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer and we'll get started with our study this morning. Lord, thank you for each of these ladies that have chosen to be here today. And Lord, we do pray that uh, we will be, allow your spirit to work in our lives so that you can accomplish your purpose for this very important time. So Lord, would you bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're looking at the importance of choices. And uh, that is really one of the key things of life for God made us with a free will. And the key component in our relationship to God is the matter of choosing properly. And, uh, and so we are looking at different facets of this important truth. And today we're looking at the choo to choose to live by faith, which is really the essence of choices. Uh, the matter of exercising our will in accordance with the Word of God instead of in accordance with our own thinking. And uh, so that's where we're going to go today, just looking about the matter of demonstrating trust on a daily basis. The story is given of uh, uh, during the awful days of World War II, a small boy uh, was holding on tightly to his father's hand as the two uh, ran from a building that had been hit by a bomb and the father uh, spotted a shell hole in the yard and jumped inside. He immediately turned and reached for his son but uh, and through all of the explosions he called for his son to jump to him for safety. But I can't see you daddy, the boy said, but I can see you jump. And with nothing but faith in his father's promise, the boy jumped and of course was safe. And we need to realize that oftentimes for us, it seems like we're jumping into the darkness when it comes to faith. Now, not, faith is not just our emotions to believe something or to believe God. Faith is based upon the clear uh, teaching of the Word of God. But depending on the Word of God oftentimes seems like going in the darkness because it goes against our experience, goes against our natural senses, it goes against the world's counsel, it goes against Satan's pressures. And so a step of faith is really uh, oftentimes a trial of faith, but it is very, very important for us to realize that when we get a hold of believing God in our life over how we feel, what we want, what our experience tells us, that's when we begin to get to know God and begin to have God's blessing in our life. And so this matter of faith, if you happen to be here on Sunday night, we had a wonderful presentation by our academy uh, that dealt with the absolute critical importance of faith and uh, using um, the story from World War II along with uh, Heinz uh, feet in high places and a summation and blending the two of those. And you ought to go on uh, YouTube, our channel, and see that because just the, the truth of that presented by our high schoolers, I think, would be a blessing to you uh, in this regard. And so when you think about faith now, folks, we exercise faith all the time. Uh, when you go to the grocery store, you buy a can of corn, you don't open the can to see if there's corn in there. You, by faith, believe what it says, right? I mean, when you uh, go to uh, the airport and you have a ticket and it says you're going 
Like I just uh, flew a couple weeks ago to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm at the gate, and they say this is the flight, whatever, whatever, to Raleigh. I get on that plane. I have faith that the pilots know what they're doing, that the, that the airplane has been properly maintained, and that what they say about where I'm going is true. That's a lot of faith. My life, my, my uh, physical life's at stake. Uh, where I'm headed is at stake. And uh, that's why they say at the beginning, this is a flight to Raleigh-Durham, <laughs> you know, to make sure that you're on the right flight. So we, that's, a, that's a big area of faith when you think about it. Uh, you uh, have faith in the doctor. It's a little harder these days uh, with some of the stuff that's gone on. But, you know, when you go, you have faith in what they do. And, uh, and you have to choose that, right? So we ought not be mystified by faith. But for us, faith is in the label, the ticket, uh, the prescription of the Word of God, if I can use those parallel terms. In other words, God says it. We choose to believe it, though our emotions may not like it. Other people may not like it. This is what God says, and this is what we're going to step out through dependence upon God's power uh, to, uh, to believe for our life. And, uh, and so it's important for us to, uh, to really get a hold of that. She uses the example in this uh, um, chapter about Jochebed. Anybody know who Jochebed was? Mother of Moses, right. And uh, it's very interesting. The mother of Moses is found in the New Testament. Anybody know where? Hebrews 11. You're right on. That's right. The parents of Moses, their faith is commended. So here is this obscure Israelite woman in bondage. And can you imagine the fear she had when the Pharaoh, the most powerful man on earth, said all of the male children should be killed? And she had a little boy. But God clearly must have told her that this boy needed to be spared. And so uh, she by faith, did what God said at the risk of her life, her husband's life, her other children's lives, and was willing to believe God. And, of course, uh, great results came from that, didn't it? And we'll talk about that in a minute. So faith is believing God sometimes in the midst of very, very difficult circumstances. Now, uh, Every one of us, just down deep, would like to think our life has worth and meaning. Uh, that's one of the things that people struggle with. Uh, we want to have some purpose for living, and uh, that, is, that is a great motivation. But most of us, you know, feel somewhat insignificant in the roles that we have and what we do. But let me just tell you, when you live a life of faith, you have just become eternally significant. <laughs> And though uh, Hebrews 11 only has a limited number of people that are mentioned, if there was an ongoing Hebrews 11, anybody that walked by faith would be included in that chapter and commended by God. Remember, for without faith it's impossible to please God. And significance in life is pleasing Him. And so it's very important to understand the significance of faith. What's the first step of faith that's super significant? Salvation. For by grace ye are saved through 
faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Let me ask you, did anything happen when you trusted Christ? <laughs> what did you obtain by the grace of God? Eternal life. Forgiveness of sins for eternity. You were given the righteousness of Christ. You were made a child of God. You became a co-heir with Jesus. You were sealed by the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity. Folks, that's a lot that happens when you take one simple step of faith to put your dependence upon Christ alone. Now, if that was that significant, think of the significance of every step of faith that you take. The same powerful God that saved you is doing powerful things in your lives. It may not be so evident as that, but your direction has changed, your thinking has changed, you have power to do what you could not do on your own, uh, you are uh, given discernment to make right choices, lots and lots of very important things happen. So a life that's lived on self-dependence versus a life lived by faith are dramatically different lives for believers. Both are headed to heaven, both are headed to a life of, uh, with the Lord, but as far as Hebrews 11 significance, the life of faith is the one that has a significance. Aren't you glad he doesn't call us to heroic adventures <laughs> or to great uh, things that would come because we have natural talents? No, he asks us to live a life of faith. But by the very nature of what faith is, faith is a choice. It's your choice to exercise your will to believe God and his word rather than yourself, your emotions, your thinking, and what everybody else says. So it is very, very significant. And so we need to understand that it's either God who's going to control our future or we're going to let circumstances and even Satan influence our future. As a believer, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather have God be in charge of my future. I mean, that's where rest comes. That's where uh, peace comes. Because you know that even through the turmoil of life, when you're walking by faith and you keep making spirit-led choices versus uh, human choices, uh, you are in a place where God is fully able to accomplish His will and direct your future. And there's just great joy in that. And then you can handle whatever comes in your lives. And so God wants each of us to be uh, men and women of faith. Now, think about it. You trust someone that you know well, right? Now, you know, we have to trust people we don't know. Like I say, we do it all the time. But as far as a personal choice to really entrust yourself to someone to, to do something for you, the more you know them and their credibility, the more you have peace about trusting them, right? Uh, you've got to know them, and you're willing to, uh, uh, to do that. And uh, when, uh, the author here talks about she was with her daughters on Black Friday. It's one thing I never do. I never venture out of the house on Black Friday. Of course, now you've got Black Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Cyber this, uh, whatever. So it's sort of been, sort of been uh, diffused a little bit. But anyway, they bought a bunch of stuff. She got in line after all of that commotion. And uh, her debit card wasn't with her. I'm sure none of you ladies have ever had that happen to you before. But she had two grown daughters with her. And so her, one of her grown daughters let her use her credit card 
uh, to buy all of this stuff. Now, there are a lot of other people in the line, but there wasn't anybody else going to let her use her credit card, their credit card. Why did the daughter let her use it? Because the daughter trusted her mother, and the mother paid her right back, and there wasn't any problem because there was a relationship there. Now, we should trust the Lord and his word regardless. But I'm just telling you, ladies, when you start walking with him and understand how much he loves you and just enjoy his words and the word of God and you see him answer prayer and he's proven himself to you and and you just have a history of God's working in your life when he says, now I want you to do this, and that may be a tough decision to make, you'll make it because you know him, because you trust him. It's not just a, a cold exercise of faith in words. It is a personal trust in someone that has proven himself to you. So it's very important uh, that, that we uh, understand. So uh, as Psalm 9 verse 10 says, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. So if you know him, I mean really know him, you are going to be far more trusting of him. Now this is a basic, but this is always a problem. How do you know him? First and foremost, the word of God. To know his heart. I every so often like to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that speaks about the fact that God has revealed from his very heart that which no one else would know. In other words, he's revealed divine thinking to, to finite man through this wonderful book that he inspired. And just like he says, you know, you may know your husband pretty well, but uh, you don't completely know what he's thinking. Um, now, you know a whole lot more of what he's thinking than he knows of what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, you have a little bit more uh, whatever. I mean, you got him pretty well figured out. Ladies have that unusual ability. You know, men, oh man, we're just absolutely thick-headed on a lot of stuff. But uh, anyway, I don't care. How will you know somebody you don't really know? You know them, but you don't know them. But with God, he's, he has given us what he only knows. Do you realize this is his heart? This is his heart. He has opened up his heart to us and given all the nuances of who he is. And I'm telling you, when you get a hold of the greatness of your God and you see how he has operated throughout the word of God, it just puts you at rest no matter what circumstance you're in because you, there's nothing that you go through that has not been addressed in the word of God where God has revealed his own heart about that situation. And... Uh, as, as mentioned here, I often quote from Romans, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I always point out the word, word is not logos there, it is rhema, the specific truths of the word of God. Faith is exercised. It, it's not saying, I have faith because I believe the Bible. Well, that's a good start, but that's not going to get you anywhere. You've got to believe for salvation, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works. Uh, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You have to have the rhema of salvation, the gospel, to be able to be saved. Um, 
You need rhemas about child rearing. You need rhemas about husband-wife relationship. You need rhemas about your own anxieties and priorities and life choices and, and uh, dealing with moral issues in life and on and on you could go. And the Bible addresses all of that. And so the, Bible, the more you know of the Word of God, the more you are able to trust God, know Him personally, and know what to do. So no Bible reading, no faith. Everybody hear that? No Bible reading? Well, I should say very little faith because you'd know some truth, but you'd have very little faith. It's not a feeling. It is a choice of the will. It is knowing what the Bible says and then stepping out by faith to go live in accordance with it. Every blessing you've ever had in your life is because you responded to truth. You just think back. Aren't you glad you trusted God, you heard the Word of God, you read the Word of God, and you said, I'm going to believe that. And boy, all of a sudden, the grace of God came in your life and your life moved forward. And so it's a very important that uh, we are in the Word. And that's why, folks, church is important. Going to church, you don't earn brownie points. We're not talking about ritualistic uh, type of situations and being involved in sacraments. We're talking about church being a reinforcement of faith and another place in which you know the Word of God through the gifting from the Lord of opening up the Word of God. You don't get any new truth from the Word of God. You simply get an understanding of truth and an encouragement to do the truth by being around other believers. And uh, we, are, we need to encourage one another. And I'm telling you, folks grow rapidly the more they are with believers that are walking with God and the more they hear the preaching and teaching of God's Word. You know, people say, well, you know, in our day, you know, one time a week is enough. Well, the Bible says even the more as the day is approaching, and the day is approaching. And how much, how often did they meet in the early church? Daily. Daily. <laughs> Ooh, well, put that one together, you can come up with your own conclusions. But the point is, I don't know about you, but I need to be around God's people. I'm glad I get to daily be around God's people. I'm blessed. I, I get paid for it. You know, I'm, I'm very thankful. It's a great honor and privilege and an encouragement. I need to hear the preaching myself. I have an unusual situation as a pastor where I, well, this morning, Pastor Mike Weiss will be preaching in chapel. And so I get to hear him. And I get to hear other preachers on our staff and other men that come in and all the different meetings that we have. I need every bit of that. We all need the gifting of the evangelist, pastor, teacher, and the teachers that we have and the leaders that we have. And so that is very important. Dr. Lee Robertson, who was a wonderful leader of the last generation, said, one way, way to increase your faith is to be around those who have faith. Well, I'm telling you, isn't it encouraging when somebody really believes God? I mean, they're just stirred. They've seen God answer. And when they hear about your situation, you can just tell they're going to pray about it. And they know God's going to work. That just gets you focused right on uh, the, the right pathway of believing God. But you're around people that are commiserating. Everything's so bad. It's hopeless. Uh, well, that'll drive you right down to the ground. So choose who you are around. Be around faith-filled people. Very important. And, uh, and that's why Hebrews 13, 7, as she mentioned, speaking of pastors, exhorts whose faith follow. 
considering the end of their conversation. That's a great challenge to me as a pastor. I better be walking by faith. And every leader and every one of you that are Bible study leaders, every one of you that are disciples, we got to have faith because uh, we need to be able to have folks influenced by our faith. And then another aspect of knowing God, and it's just, uh, I spent an entire message on it Sunday morning, prayer, prayer, and prayer. I tell you, that is so key. Based upon the Word of God, based upon God working in your life, you want to spend an extended time to know God and to uh, walk with Him, allow Him to work in your heart as you praise Him, as you deal with the sin issues and, and get forgiveness as you have spiritual warfare and know that God is going to work, as you get a hold of the promises of God and you start interceding by the Spirit of God's enabling and you get confidence that God's going to work in these different areas you're burdened about in your life. Your heart rises in thanksgiving and uh, you uh, allow the Word of God to speak to you and you make decisions of faith as you're praying and then uh, you listen to what God would have for you and get his direction. All of those things happen during an extended time of prayer. And, um, and so I dealt with that in the morning service. If you would like to hear about that, I just uh, you might want to listen to that message. But, but prayer is very, very important. It is life-transforming. And uh, no, one, no one can exercise faith if you don't know the Bible. And no one can exercise faith if you're not walking with the Lord through prayer. It's just not going to happen. Very rarely will it happen. And sometimes we just look at these as duties. Got to read your Bible and pray. Well, why do you think that's been said throughout the ages? Because that's basic. That is what you call foundational uh, issues. And boy, I'm telling you, Satan does not want you to pray. Satan does not want you to know the Word of God and walk according to it. So you'll find a battle. Have you noticed how... That sometimes is the most difficult thing to do or, or to share your faith. I mean, it's, a, it's a, like all of a sudden you get real tired <laughs> and, uh, or whatever. The battle comes, and Satan just does not want you uh, to do that. All right, some final thoughts here. It's important to uh, nurture your relationship so your faith can be strong, but no faith is really faith unless you use your faith. Now, God... Let Jochebed and her husband Amran know that this son was to be preserved. So what did she do? Well, she made an ark. She sent her daughter, really at the risk of her life, to the River Nile. Put that in the, in the water. They took action. You can imagine the pressure. That took faith, but she did what was right. And then the most powerful person next to Pharaoh, Hapshitzet, the daughter of Pharaoh, who... Uh, was really the, one of the, the, the ones that ruled Egypt. God brought her at the right time to pick up Moses, adopted him, and Moses would have been the next Pharaoh had it not been for God's intervention there and all that occurred in his life. But um, Jochebed had faith. But faith has to have action. Now, action in and of itself is not faith. But action based upon faith is really the exercising of your faith. How many times have you been stirred in a service or in your reading of your word of God or you're listening to the radio or something and that's right, that's what I need to do. But then you don't do it. Is that faith? It's right that you said, that's, I believe that. But what really shows that you believe it is when you then obey it. 
not depending on yourself. You always hear me put that, uh, that uh, in there, but depending upon God to enable you. So you have to take that. So, by the way, that helps you understand James 2, it's where it says faith without works is dead. I'm not speaking of salvation there. It's speaking of the fact that faith has to have a working out of that faith or you're really not believing God. It's not the works that do anything. The works simply are the action of faith. Now we say, you say, well, I, oh, my faith is small. Well, uh, aren't you glad the Lord said if you just have faith as, the, as a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds just about, it's just like dust, uh, and it grows into this fairly large shrub. It's a pretty amazing thing, a mustard tree. If you have faith as grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Remember, great faith is not big faith. No, it's... Decisions are decisions. You don't have, we may have make big decisions, but the point is it's still decisions. Great faith is durative faith. It's faith that keeps on believing whatever God has shown you, and you don't get deterred from it. Great faith is when you do not falter when the inevitable trial comes as you're believing God in whatever area that he has led you. And also, use your faith though it is ridiculed. I'll let you, if you have the book, read her testimony. I told you she came in on a, on a Sunday school bus and was saved, the author was. And, um, and she was really ridiculed by an alcoholic father and a mother that did not understand her. Uh, but she, she started going to church, made decisions as a teenager to walk with God. Her pastor's wife really began to have an impact on her, and that pastor's wife became her mother-in-law, which is an interesting story. But uh, she, uh, because of her walking by faith, both her mother and father got saved. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. And so uh, a couple of final thoughts. To wait and encourage yourself about faith is remember the past. Has, ever, has God ever let you down? I can tell you he never has. If you think he is, you're mistaken. Uh, every one of us here, if you've been saved for any period of time, you know that God keeps his promises. And so remember what God has done. I try to do that every, every morning when I have devotions. I go over what God has done in the past, the miracles that he has done. I did that this morning. And there were several things that I just thank the Lord for. And that just encourages you. But that's important. But the most important thing is to remember the promises of God. And you really ought to memorize promises that directly relate to your life. And uh, in fact, in the hour with God that we encourage folks, we have an outline. There's five minutes for just going over the promises of God that you personally have seen God quicken for your situations that have applied to your life. I have those written out, went over them this morning, one by one. They just thrill your heart, and it encourages you for the next step that you're going to have to take. Let me conclude with this. Faith is not the end. It's the beginning of the Christian life. That's how you were saved. And if you look at any progression of spiritual growth in the New Testament, it starts with faith. Faith worketh. Romans 5, 1 Corinthians 13. Now abideth faith, 
hope, and love. Notice the progression. First, faith. Same thing in James. Uh, the faith worketh patience. You start with faith. So faith is not something you build into. It will grow in the sense of you believing God more and understanding as you go along because you trust him. But faith is something everybody in this room can have and you can have all the faith you need for whatever situation you are in if you're willing to trust God and to do what God says. So you can be a woman of faith today. That's exciting. And you certainly develop and grow, but faith is the beginning to lead you to a mature, godly life of real impact and power uh, with the Lord. All right, we covered a lot of ground there, but faith is important. In fact, any anxiety you have right now, any uh, strain, any questions, any fears, it all goes back to not really having faith dominate. 